0: Hi, my name is John and this is Truth Tuesday. You know, it can be rather difficult for us to share our faith sometimes, whether it's we're afraid of how somebody is going to react because we think that they're going to react negatively and it might hurt our relationship with them, or we're afraid that maybe this person, you know, they already know about Jesus and we're just kind of wasting our time. You know, is it really that big of a deal? I, maybe they don't go to church all the time, but I know their family, I know their family knows about Jesus, and so they can have him, they can they can have them share Jesus with them, right? Trying to put, put that off on somebody else, when in reality, yes, sharing our faith can be difficult sometimes, but it's also what Jesus called us to do. And even if you don't look at it as sharing your faith, but just talking about faith and you know that might turn into sharing your faith with somebody else but what i've noticed over my, the years of my life and this is completely based off my life not i don't have any data or anything like that but completely based off of my life what i've noticed is that when i honestly share my faith i get an honest reaction to somebody from somebody about faith When I honestly share my faith, I'm going to get an honest affirmation. I'm going to get an honest rejection. I'm going to get an honest questioning. Whatever it might be, I'm going to get an honest reaction back when I honestly, when I open up my heart and share my faith with somebody else. And there's a like I said there's a multitude of responses that people can give, but today I want to focus on one response that I have been given before a, a couple times. I won't say it happens all the time, but a couple times and and I think it's important that we be ready for this response because it can be a little tricky and in fact I had a little bit of a hard time with it when I first received this question. And I want to share it with you today. And so one time I was sharing my faith with somebody else. And they just simply said, they said, how can you have a faith in Christianity when you have seen the sins of Christianity, when you have seen the Holy Crusades, when you have seen the Salem witch trials, when you have seen the racism, when you have seen the slavery, when you have seen the prejudice? How can you have a faith in Christianity when you have seen those things? And my response Now, it wasn't the response at the time, because I honestly said, you know, I need to think about this more. But my response now, when I hear that, is you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Christianity, the religion of Christianity, has failed. That It has failed in major ways, like the Holy Crusades, and racism, slavery, all those different kinds of things. It has also failed in in smaller ways where people attend the church and they feel like they can no longer go to church because they've been hurt and they have church trauma. Christianity has failed. But this is where I take a moment and I tell them, that's why my faith is not in Christianity. My faith is not in a religion. My faith is in Jesus Christ. My faith is in the one who came to this earth, who performed miracles, made sure people knew who he was, died on a cross, came back to life, and created salvation for me. Not because I can do anything to earn that salvation, but because Jesus Christ gave it for me. And what you'll find is that a lot of people tend to agree Jesus was a good person. They might say it that way. If they don't have a faith in in Christianity or anything, they might say, yeah, Jesus was a good person. He treated people right. He did miracles. You know, he he died on the cross. He forgave people as, you know, he said, Father, forgive them. They not know what they do, right? They might not believe that he came back to life, but most people kind of have this idea that, you know, yeah, Jesus was a good person. And that's an important starting point for people to understand is because Jesus was the one who advocated against the behaviors of slavery, against the Salem witch trials, against the Holy Crusades. Jesus never advocated for those things. And that's why I call them the sins of Christianity, the sins of our religion, because these are things that our religion is known for that Jesus never called for. And oftentimes we kind of, are known for the worst things in our lives, especially in small towns, especially in small groups, small communities, right? When we do something that is wrong, that can pretty much stick with us for the rest of our lives. And it's scary. And that's why a lot of people don't want to share areas of their lives with everybody. But it's true that Jesus never advocated for those things. In fact. And Mark chapter twelve verses thirty through thirty one. Here's what Jesus said when 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 one of the Pharisees asked him, "What is the greatest commandment?" Here's what he said: "And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. All your all your heart, soul, mind, and strength." Second is this: "You shall love your neighbor as yourself." He said, "There is no other commandment greater than these." That these are the two greatest commandments, to love God and love people. That that is our job, to go out amongst this world and to do those things. And in fact, in another area, and I love to share this one with people because I don't think people fully grasp the meaning of this parable, but I think when you do, it's truly powerful, is in Luke 10 in the Good Samaritan. Because Jesus directly attacks racism. He directly attacks looking at somebody for having a different race and and looking down upon them or looking at them in a bad way simply because of their race. He attacks it. I mean, think about it. I'm not going to read the whole story to you, but think about it. There's a Jew and there's a Samaritan. And there was so much racial tension at the time between the Jews and the Samaritans, right? Terrible thoughts, terrible words, terrible actions, so many things that they had done and said and thought against one another. But in this story, it's a Jew that has been robbed and beaten and left for dead. And it's his people that walk by him. Don't do a thing. But it's the Samaritan, the one who was a, who was a group that, w- that was looked upon poorly by the other group, that stops and he says, you know what? I'm not going to look at this person that my group has racial tension with. And look down upon him. But I'm going to help him. Because it doesn't matter what race we are. What does matter is that this is a person that needs care and love and attention. And it's not the world that tells us that. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who tells us that every person has value. That every person deserves to be cared for because of his love for them, not because of anything they've done, but because of his love for them. And as Christ followers, we are supposed to act out that love, not act as in be fake, but act out as in perform the actions of his love amongst other people. You see, many will say the sins of Christianity came from Jesus. This is wrong. They did not. They will say the sins of Christianity came from Jesus. This is wrong. And so when they say that, I challenge them: read the Gospels—Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read those four books, and you tell me if you find any evidence of Jesus advocating for racism, the Holy Crusades, the Salem Witch Trials, prejudice, whatever it might be. Tell me if you find in those in, in those documents the eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life and the and the and the accounts of other eyewitnesses to. Somebody who was recording it, that being Luke, tell me if you find any evidence that Jesus advocated for those things. And they won't be able to because Jesus did not. You see, Jesus is our greatest source of evangelism. Our greatest source of evangelism is introducing people to Jesus, right? Right? The Bible is this big book, and it can be hard to understand. It can be hard to to sift through and and try to understand what's going on. But what we can tell people about to introduce them to to, to, to God is Jesus Christ. Because he lived on this earth as a man and also God to be here, to be with us, to die for us, and to come back to life. So who's been given responsibility to show his love now that, now that he has come back to life and, and he waits for, and He waits to come back to us from heaven? It's you and me. You and I have been given the responsibility to show his love to this world. We can talk about Jesus all we want, and that's, that's fantastic. I encourage everybody to do that. But the fact is, is that you and I have been given the responsibility to be the full expression of his love. Listen to this in 1 John chapter 4, verse 12. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, get that, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. That's the challenge that we're given. That's the challenge, is that Jesus' love, that, that God's love, what went through Jesus and now God's love is brought to full expression through you and me. You see, people blame their lack of faith on a lack of love. And that's hard to hear because people will talk about their church trauma, they'll talk about the Holy Crusades, the Salem Witch Trials, whatever it might be. When in reality, all of those were sins of Christianity and they were not the teachings of Jesus Christ. And what the Bible tells us is that God's love can conquer all. Look at what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sins. That's my challenge for us today, is that we might go out and understand that, you know, Christianity has failed. You have failed. I have failed with our love for other people. But that we can go out and that God's scripture encourages us to say that you can cover up those sins with your love. Now, God has already forgiven you, He has already made you righteous. But with other people who, who don't see that forgiveness or maybe have not given that forgiveness yet, we can cover up a multitude of sins with God's love. So keep going and keep loving. Whether you're sharing your faith verbally, honestly, with somebody else, you can also share your faith with your actions as well. I would just encourage you that when you do decide to share your faith with your actions, you also be ready to speak about it. Because it's important that we share our faith with our actions and our love and that we are that way with other people. But it's also important that when the opportunity arises to speak about Jesus and introduce him to somebody else, that we would take that opportunity and we would teach them about who he is. Thank you so much for listening to Truth Tuesday. Have a good one.